Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back. I'm so glad that you decided to listen to another segment. With me today in the hot seat is Sambawi Nibaye Jr. He's a junior, y'all, and he's going to be talking about letting go of baby two. We're going to talk about the grief that parents share after losing a child, but before we jump into that, I definitely want to tell you more about Sambawi. So, One second, y'all, and get ready because this is going to be a hard topic, but it's going to be a necessary one. So you can share it with someone who may have went through something similar, or maybe you yourself have gone through this. So Sambawe Nibaye Jr. is the CEO and founder of Frame of Mind Inc., consisting of an apparel brand, music and video services, and a podcast Through these entities and others, he seeks to help others produce positive outcomes through mindset shifts and speaking the language of success. He is also a youth mentor, parenting coach, and an accomplished musician. In addition, he is a a husband, a father, and a believer that faith without works is dead. And if you think it and speak it, you can most certainly achieve it. So without further ado, let's welcome the man behind it all, Sambawi Nibaye Jr. Thank you very much, Genesis. And uh, I give you all the kudos in the world for wanting to say my full entire name. You get mad kudo points for that. Thank you so much. And before we dive in to the main part of the segment, I always like to have a connection segment where it allows you to connect with the audience in a fun and personal way. So there's two options we can do here. We could either do an icebreaker or a rapid, and it's rapid, fire twin question game. What are you in the mood for? Uh, surprise me. Okay, you know what? You're interesting. There's more things I don't think you'll talk about in the main segment. So let's do rapid fire. So here we go. And you're a musician. So man, I wish you could have jingled this with me. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Zimbabwe. Question number one. (laughs) Favorite color? All right. Blue. Question two. Favorite scripture? Oh, um... Gosh, I have another my favorite one though. Um, I will bless the Lord at all time, and his praises are continually be in my mouth. My soul Question. will make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. Woo! Question three Do you have a favorite CHH artist? And for those of you that are listening, CHH is Christian hip hop. Oh, wow. I'm not a big hip hop person, but if I were to pick one, I would have to say uh, Cross Movement that before they all split up. Okay, I have to go look them up because I have not heard that. Okay, so who's your favorite musician if you have, or a musician you just like? Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. Okay. 
Ooh, ooh, you're gonna have to sing us a song because I don't think the audience huh. may know Fred Hammond. So give us a little mm. glimpse. Uh, let's see. Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah, it won't work. He's got a, a ton of stuff out there. So ooh, yeah, I like that one. one. Yeah. Take us to church, y'all. Question mm. four. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or heck, let's go big and have both? Let's go big and have both. Why not? <laughs> Do you have a dream car right now in mind? Uh, my dream car would be, for me personally, is a Cadillac Escalade ESV. Oh, okay. A black I like black? The, the, the <sighs> Color's debatable. Is debatable as long as it's a Cadillac ESV Escalade, I'm good. <clears throat> Question five What's your drink of choice, coffee, tea, or something else? Uh, something else, um, anything tropical, I'm, I'm cool with. Okay. Question six You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Uh, three for today is uh, dropping uh, knowledge for free, <laughs> uh, being kind to others, which I think that's an everyday thing for everyone. And uh, making sure that I treat everyone that I meet as the most important person in the room. Question seven, you mentioned that your name was Swahili. This was like a little bit before our recording. Do you mm -hmm. speak another language? I do not, but I have been diving into the Hebrew language over the past year and a half. So I've been really diving into that big time question eight as a youth pastor what is one piece of advice that you would give to the younger generation today um small imprint i'm not a youth pastor but maybe you're speaking something into existence i don't know uh but as a as a youth mentor i will say um to to always uh look to speak to others who can impart positively into your life not negatively those who are older than you who have been there before and done that yes wisdom question nine if you could have any superpower what would it be it would definitely be mind reader and question 10 it's our pass or play question and here are the rules if you pass our roles are reversed and this is where you ask me a question if you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I will play. Okay, last question here. What is one significant moment in your life that you wish you could relive on repeat? Oh, man, this is easy. I have said this a number of occasions. If I could go back to my senior year of high school, I would do it in a heartbeat. Amazing. And thank you for playing Rapid Fire. That completes our connection segment. Now we're going to jump in to grief. Um, you and your wife lost a, lost a child. And by going through that life 
that life journey, it allowed you to pour in and give back to others who were able to resonate with the experience that you all share, even though they may have experienced it in a different way, which prompted you to write the book, Letting Go of Baby 2, which is the book of how you as a male and a husband dealt with the loss of a child from the male perspective. So let's walk walk us up into the journey of losing a child. And once again, I, I my heart goes out to you for losing a child. I don't know what it's like to lose a child, but I have empathy for somebody who has lost someone near me. And losing a child is different than losing a father, a grandmother, or you know someone that is a patriarch or matriarch in the family. So let's talk about going through this process because no one can tell you how you should feel, especially if they haven't lost a child. Yeah, well, for, for me, I didn't necessarily realize how much it affected me until um, I kind of had like that moment where like all of it just came crashing down on me. And, you know, as a husband who is desiring to be a father, you know, it's our responsibility as men to, you know, be there for our wives, to be that protector, be that provider. And and going through the loss of, of our of our baby, um, it was very difficult for me because uh as men we're we're made to conquer. And when my wife was going through, you know, uh this this, you know, tragedy in our lives, you know, I, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't, I couldn't help her feel better or be better or you know, I, I didn't have the words to say. I didn't have enough hugs to give or enough kisses to give. Or to be honest, I didn't have enough scripture <laughs> either. I mean, it's 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 to a point where when, when you get to that moment, that moment overtakes everything. And so for me, having to deal with it, when I got into, into my feelings and my emotions of it, um, I began to really qu- question a lot of things about myself. I dealt with a lot of inadequacy. I dealt with a lot of guilt, a lot of uh, blame and even shame as well. And for me, I didn't necessarily reach out to anyone, but someone reached out to me. And even though that person reached out to me, you know, in those moments, there are things you just don't really want to hear at that time because you're going through it. But you know it's something you need to hear. But at that moment, your mind is just somewhere else. You're not thinking about these things here. So So question there, just to put it in context, when you lost your child, was it a miscarriage? Was your child, did your child make it into the world and die afterwards? I just want to put the context there for the audience so they could see at what stage um, you all lost a child. Because I do have someone in my network that lost a child, but it was, I think the child was like three or four. So and that's a different stage of grief versus losing a child via a miscarriage or et cetera. So I just wanted to ask that question. And if you don't feel comfortable answering, let me know because I want to be respectful. Oh, no, I'm comfortable asking any questions you ask, any questions. Uh, it was definitely a miscarriage. So uh, for what the, the doctors told us, the, the baby was 14 weeks. And so, um, so that ended up being a, a miscarriage in the womb. And if anyone out there who knows about miscarriages in the womb, you know, there, there has to be a surgery that comes after that. 
And I think for my wife, that was the hardest thing outside of knowing the fact that she's now carrying a lifeless baby inside of her belly, that the surgery part of it is, is not, it's, it's not pretty at all. And I will kind of leave it there. And it's, it is not, it's, 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 it's a procedure that, uh, it, it's, it's really, um, something it's it's something to not to behold but something to just think about like wow that this has to happen in order for us to get rid of this you know this 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 lifeless child inside of my wife so yes it was a miscarriage and and so even with that and those who have I've, i've known people who have had children babies that were born you know into the world but the doctor said hey this baby is not going to make it past an hour you know, and, 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 and they knew that. So they spent that hour with that child, you know, whether it's an hour or 45 minutes to, to say, hey, at least we got the chance to spend with that child. And there's those, of course, as the person that you knew who had a child who was three or four years old and then passed away. That's another stage, you know, of, of grief. And so um, I think for me, writing this book from the male, male perspective, it helps men to start having those conversations because do we really talk about things like that? I don't believe so because we're, we're taught to just, you know, just deal with it, hold it in. Like you're a man, like suck it up, you know, but we're human beings too. Like men hurt too, you know? And so this for me was like an avenue to help other men to deal with that grief. Cause what happens is when you don't deal with certain things, they begin to fester and they begin to start to, to, to snowball into bigger things. And so now you start acting out in ways that, towards other people who have no, you know, connection with how you're feeling, but because you didn't deal with that situation, uh, you know, in the past or, or, or even in that present moment, you know, you, you begin to start uh, doing things that affect the relationship with your wife, uh, with your children, if you have any already, and those who are connected to you. And so I wanted to be able to open that space to have for men to be able to have the conversation, to be able to deal with, heal from, and be free of the situation of having a baby loss. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you wrote it from a male perspective to help other men. And you hit the nail on the head whenever you said men don't Mm -hmm. like to talk about certain things. And it could be based on the product of their environment and how they were raised. Especially I've noticed this with um, the black and brown community, because you always hear don't cry, like don't be weak, don't do this. And whenever you hear that growing up from the outside looking in, from a woman's perspective, I feel like that is taking away uh, that boy's ability to really connect with his emotions. And then he goes through life just harboring everything. And then whenever something were to happen, whenever he gets, you know, he gets engaged, he gets married, and then he's going through his own life. Sometimes that woman in his life needs him to be charismatic, needs him to show some emotional to meet her where she's at. And because he has been conditioned and certain things have been ingrained in him since childhood, it takes him a lot longer to process certain things so the wife may may see and hear like oh okay like he doesn't really care when in actuality he may not know how to relate to what you're going through because he's not on that emotional plane Mm -hmm. would you agree with that sentiment i do i agree 100 percent. and and let's even take it back further to where it's not even to where you get to marriage It, it it happens through, you know, through 
grade school, through middle school, through high school, and if and if you're in college or you're starting to become an adult, you know, you you begin to 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 hide a lot of feelings and emotions because you know, you've been taught though, well, that's weakness. Like don't show the sensitive side. Don't be so weak. You know, don't, don't have, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve and on your, and your emotions. And th- there is a place for that as a man, because you have to understand, you know, when to be or act in certain ways, you know, in certain circumstances, but from a humane standpoint, you know, we were given these feelings by our creator. Like he gave us these feelings. So we have to express them because they will become, a healthy force to express now expressed in a healthy and positive way. Of course, we yeah. want to make sure we do that in a healthy and positive way. Let's make sure we're very clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I want you to hold up the book and um, talk about the cover of the book. And then I'm going to ask something else after you walk us through the cover. And the reason why I wanted you to hold up the book and talk about the cover is because there are going to be some people who are watching the video component. And I want them to actually visualize the book and the art and the time you put into it. Because writing a book does not always come easy, especially when you're writing a book based on a hard circumstance that you went through that has not just happened to you, but it happened for you. And what I like to say the four, because now you're able to help other people by talking about your trial and the test, because now it's your testimony. Yeah, I like that. Two and a four. I like that. That's, that's very good. So the, the cover of the book, of course, you can see it says letting go of baby two from a father's heart written by yours truly, Simbawi Nebaya Jr. Now on the top here, it says from the letting go of baby series. And I'll talk about that real quick too. Um, the picture you see is actually um, the room in my wife's uh, brother's house. So this was, they still had their crib up and I had the idea of, I had all these ideas of what I wanted to have on the front cover. And I knew I wanted to have a crib, but I didn't want to piece things together. I wanted it to be something that was already natural, already done. So they allowed us to take the picture uh, in their house and put this here. Um, the text itself, I just I wanted it to be something that was quote unquote manly, but also kind of stood out. Um, and so I, I kind of went through a different fonts to see how things were going to go. And that's what we came up with. And so I wanted it to be as simple as possible, but still be able to, to speak to the man, you know, in a way that that would be able to be, you know, catching to the eye. Now, I'll just go to the back real quick. The back just has a picture of me back here it has a little short short bio and a little quote that I have here that says we tend to forget that not only did the woman or mother lose the child but the man and father did too so I love that and that's a profound statement because it doesn't just affect one person it, it affects both of y'all but y'all may be affected in different ways because of the way that a woman's um firing on in her life which is mentally physically emotionally and spiritually and then also the man I would say the man from a physical standpoint because you it physically took both of y'all to conceive that child then I would say mentally because that child was a part of you and especially if that child was your only child that's gonna hurt more than if you have another child and And it's hard to say because everyone's situation is different. Then also spiritually, for those who may be religious or spiritual, you may question your fate to say, okay, I've I've 
walked with you. I've believed you. Why did this happen to me? Or et cetera. And you have all these questions and so many things. There's so many complexities whenever you lose, lose somebody. And I'm just going to say that as a general statement, but when you lose a child, y'all, that's a different type of grief, a different type of pain. And you may just see darkness and you may be in that for a while until you can fully come to grips with that. And I don't feel nobody on this plane should tell you how to grieve because we are all entitled to grieve on our own. There's different stages of grief and your grief journey is personal to you. And everyone is going to do it differently. And that is okay. We have to be willing as individuals to say, I'm not okay, but I'm working on becoming okay. I need some time. And you have to set up boundaries with people because if not, they're going to push and push. And whenever you snap or pop off, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, but they were the one Mm -hmm. over there pushing you. And I just want to be real because I've been through grief, not from the aspect of losing a child, but from losing a father, losing a job, losing one grandmother, and then losing another grandmother. And each one of those losses, I interacted with grief differently because it was a different relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally agree with that. And what you'll find in my book is you'll find it's very open. It's very, you know, open and honest. You'll find the questions that I ask, like every question that I ask you find in this book you know, all the feelings and emotions that I felt you'll find in this book. You'll even find, you know, the fact that you mentioned, you know, your your faith is questioned and you ask, you know, why did this happen? But I mean, I asked a plethora of questions and I think rightfully so that you're asking questions because you you don't understand why this happened to you. And for me, it, it questioned, you know, why did, you know, God let this happen? You know, why did this happen to us? Like, what did we do so wrong that this happened? Uh, you also find in this book where there's uh, even lessons, you know, from a manhood perspective where my father taught me things as a child going into a teen, into my adulthood years that necessarily didn't prepare me for this moment or that moment that we encountered. But because I had the voice in the back of my head telling me, hey, it's okay for you to feel this way and still be a man and be manly. You know, and that was me understanding in that moment, okay, I need to be there for my wife. I need to be strong for her right now because she's the one who's going to deal the most with this because of the connection between her and the child. But there has to be a moment where you as the man, you need to have your moment. And whenever that moment happens or wherever it happens, it's fine. Because if you don't have that moment where you, you know, however it is you grieve, however that happens, you have to have that moment because that can fester and build and it can tear relationships apart. I've seen it happen. It can also have an effect on your, your relationship with your children down the line when you have some, if you don't have some already. Um, and it, it can affect your job. It can affect how you interact with people because you've never dealt with that situation. You held it in, you concealed it, you, you covered it up. And I, I like to refer to it as like a, a soda bottle or a soda can. If you shake it up and take that top off, it's going to explode. And it explodes on any and everything that's around it, period. It doesn't care who it is. It explodes. So you don't want, and I've been there before, not with this situation, but in another situation 
where I just, I kept suppressing it and I suppressed it and I suppressed it. And eventually I said, okay, here comes the Hulk. <laughs> and that's how, and that's what happens. And so we want to help prevent men from having those moments. And look, we're human. We're going to have moments where we don't do the right thing, make the right decision. But if we can help someone else come along who either has already happened to already, or you may end up having the situation happen to you. Now there's a resource for you as a man to refer to, to say, hey, I'm not alone in this. Someone else has gone through this and they have they left me a resource to deal with this and to be able to, to look back and see how I can deal with this in my own way. And then be able to reach out to other men and, and have conversations around it. I believe having a community around that for men is important. We don't have to do it as the women do it. We can do it in our own way. But to realize that you're not alone, you never were alone. It's just, where are the men at that have dealt with this? And are they speaking out about it to help other men to deal with it? I love that. And I love that you are being the catalyst to fuel the conversation. One thing that I would love to see happen with this book of letting go of baby two is you to get it in more um, therapist offices or form book clubs that the men can, you know, just let their guard down, you know, kind of like have a kickback and just read the book, talk about it in a healthy way where everyone could kind of share their viewpoints. I would also like to see it with some of maybe those those people who are going through maybe Planned Parenthood, especially if they're thinking about getting rid of a child and they don't really know the ramifications that may come later on. Maybe if they see that book in the waiting room, that may cause them to shift their thinking. Mm. Who knows? And just really just think outside of the box on where this book can go reach wise and how it can help other men who are going through something similar, like you went through Sambali and just really just engage in a conversation because that's what it is. It is a conversation and it's a way for you, you men to connect and have empathy, have compassion and do life together because men, you are not alone in this situation, but if you keep everything bottled up inside of you, you're not going to heal. So it's okay to let your guard down and connect with another man who is going through something similar or who has already went through it, but he made it on the other side. So Sambali, I want to, um, jump into our CTA part of the segment, which is our call to action, where you leave your call to action for the audience today based on this fluid coffee chat conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Genesis. So um, what I would like to ask everyone to do is you can go to my website at simbawi.com. That's T-S-O-M-B as in boy, A wi.com you can purchase uh letting go of baby too right there from my website uh, we do have uh depending on you know when we we have this this um one book here that you can purchase now we do have also is a series you can also purchase so if you purchase the series of letting go of baby you can also get not just my book but you can get my book my wife's book and the grief book all in, into a package in a series you can get all three of them on the website as well. So it's really up to you how you want to do that. Uh, you can get uh, one book. You can get all three. 
and you can you know have small groups together. You can read them individually. I highly encourage husbands and wives to read the books together so they can get the perspective of how the wife felt, how the husband felt, and begin to heal together in that aspect as well. Um, and for me personally, you can always reach out to me anywhere on social media, on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, and I'm, I'm there as well. But um, please, please, uh, if you know anyone, especially a, a, a man, husband, father who is, is dealing with this or has dealt with this, um, be a blessing to them and, and gift them with it. If that person is you, um, you know, this is, this is for you as well. I will do this, though. If there's anyone out there who is a part of your audience who is looking to purchase the book, um, if, they, if they contact you, you know, through however they do it, through email, however they do it, and you let me know, I will be more than happy to, to get them a copy free um, if they reach out to you and say, hey, I'd like to get a book. I will, I will do that for your audience today. That's my fourth uh, act of kindness today. <laughs> that, I'll that, do. that is amazing. And I want to thank you so much for just coming on the platform, Sambawi, and just sharing your journey and just helping the men out there, because I know so many people will be able to benefit, not just from your perspective, but your wife's perspective and the overall perspective of grief, because it's something that we have all dealt with, um, no matter what type of grief or stage you're in, we could all learn something from somebody else and take that and apply it to our lives. Audience, make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can see the recording to this video by going at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp on YouTube. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. That is not a Genesis original song. It's actually Ja Rule, <laughs> but I jazzed it up. Um, I want to thank each one of you for just supporting the mission and the movement behind the podcast because it takes time for these subject matter experts to come into the community, but also we have a vision to bring on content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And my big ask ASK is for brand sponsors. We're currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com. So if you would like to become a sponsor, please reach out to me at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com or head on over to my website, genesisamariskemp.net to learn more. There's various tabs, but you can find all info there. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services 
to be here on GEMS Podcast.